Posted on the Moon Studios presents Can You Hear Me Now, the podcast. What's good, congregation? It's your girl, Auntie Mimi, and I'm the big shit talker. And we are back with another Can You Hear Me Now show. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Dr. Key. Always in the place to be. You know what I'm saying? Bringing y'all the hottest, coldest from the streets. You did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. So what's, what's been going on? What's new with you? Um, what's new with me? Uh, just uh, you know, grinding, you know, staying on top of me, on my hustle, you know, trying to build, trying to create some things, you know. Um, uh, we got dope shit only the podcast, you know. What I'm saying it's more catered to musicians, you know. What I'm saying in the music business, and you know, people who like to hear, you know, what's going on in the streets, you know. What I'm saying. And uh, we just, you know, started back revamping that. And uh, we're going to be back live, you know, soon. I'm just working out a few kinks. You know, this time when we come out, we want to come out right and uh, tight. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we can give y'all a good show. But what you got new going on on TV? We got a lot of, um, you got a lot of dope content that you're going to be dropping from this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, from the BET experience. Um, you know, just saying, just trying to stay out the way. You know, just being tapped into my inner self, the guy within me, and just allowing God to just order my steps and just be mindful of my path and being more intentional with this path that I'm on because I got somewhere I need to be, and that's at the motherfucking top, okay? And the only mm -hmm. way I'm going to get there is if I stay with as one with my God. Amen. So that's what I'm on. Okay. Um, so we just celebrated, Dr. Key, our two-year anniversary of being homeowners. How does it feel, baby? I mean, it feels good, you know, to own your own property, you know, to, you know, see your property grow in value. Uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. You know, can nobody tell you nothing, you know, and no, no shade to renters, you know what I'm saying? Because, you no know, we, we were renters before. But, you know, owning your own property, it does, you know, solidify you in the neighborhood, you know, as a homeowner. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just got to make sure you stay on top of your business, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of your mortgage, you know, mm -hmm. taking care of your property because you don't want it to lose value. So, you know, you add things to it and, uh, and watch it grow. You know, hopefully this right here can start, you know, something, you know, for it a generation will. after us, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, everybody say you want to create generational wealth, you know, buy property. So I plan to buy more property and I plan on keeping this property, even if I rent it out or airbnb it you know there's there's a lot of ways a lot of lucrative ways you can make money off your property amen yeah you did how you feel about the two years it just still feels surreal like it's almost it's just going by so fast in which they you know we've been told by you know people in our family that you know the time flies but it just feels surreal like okay if I want to paint my wall green. I can paint my fucking wall green. And also anything that goes wrong with the home is our responsibility. So there's no maintenance, man. And trust me, when you buy a resale, things will go wrong. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, <laughs> that will remind you like, okay, like this shit is, it, it is my property. It is my home. Like I have to take care of it. So, but it just feels surreal, you know, I'm ready for the next one. What are some of the things, um, I know the one we had a water, we had a pipe bust. There was mm -hmm. water everywhere. While we were on the road. Yeah, there was water everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think I think that was the only major thing that we had to deal with so far. I mean, you know, appliances going to go out. Yeah. But you so know. the 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 washer, 
went out. The washer went out mm -hmm. and the dryer went out. So we replaced both of them. Yeah. Um, some of the upgrades we did, we added a patio to our house, a big patio. Huge. We added a um we added solar panels to our house, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be smart. Um, and we also um added a water treatment uh mm -hmm. um softener, water softener to our house. Cause you know the the water out here in Nevada is hard and rough, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you want that 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 good feeling, you know, it'll feel like you're shining when you go out the, sh you know, out the shower. And it also helps the pipes, you know, it helps uh, get all the little, whatever they, I forgot what they called it, but like kind of like residue or whatever. Or like build up. Build up in the pipes, mm -hmm. you know. So if you get a water softener, it kind of reverses that because, you know, the water, it has that quality in it where it cuts through the bullshit. So, you know, it reserves your pipes and you don't have to worry about that. But, um, yeah, that was like some of the things. We plan on doing more upgrades as well. We're just trying to get. There's a lot of little things we still have to do. But like I said, time just goes by so fast. And then like with work and all this stuff, it's just like, you know, it's kind of have to dedicate time to really just get to those things. But like I said, they're minor. They're yeah. cosmetic. So. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. uh, I know one big project I want to do is uh, redo the backyard. Mm -hmm. And you I know, can't wait for that. That's coming. So, yeah. I've always like wanted to like my whole dream because I feel like I, I grew up in section eight housing and I feel like you know section eight houses and there are some people who really take care of the section eight house but we always had like a, a decent home in California shout out to section eight but I've always was like embarrassed of like my my lawn because <laughs> it wasn't the most kept line as a kid so I think being an adult and having my own home and owning my home is like one of the things that like I, I would feel like I just want to feel proud like of my lawn and you know my backyard and a well-kept manicure you know a nice little what is it a curb appeal mm -hmm. a nice curb appeal so I mean we have a nice curb no we do now. but I'm just saying like that's something that I've always wanted as a kid like imagine being a kid like fuck like I live in a you know, look like the raggedy house on mm -hmm. on the block. You know, we got weeds up to here. You know, it's cool inside, but you know, just be thankful. Cause like, of course, I, you know, what I'm saying I was raised in the projects, so being raised in the projects and living in the projects all your life, you don't have no lawn. Everything looks the same. It's not. It don't look like the nice apartments. Mm -hmm. It looks like a project. Mm -hmm. Like this is what we built for people who couldn't afford you know a nice house or a nice apartment but we couldn't afford a house we had section eight like i'm sure if you know your grandmother was like okay well, but it was just you and her you know mm -hmm. for a period of time you know so. what? that's the crazy thing. and y'all like, had a big project like y'all had a how many bedrooms yeah like that was first like the first apartment we stayed in because my grandma had raised all her kids there so my grandma like literally been in these that's projects crazy. since like 1960 something <laughs> like that's really crazy because so, they built them yeah because they my grandma was like one of the first yeah. people to move in there yeah and um they had a they had a four bedroom we had a and so like you know me growing up you know everybody got older you know some uncles went to prison you know aunties moved out got their own apartment so like you know once it was just me and my grandma there and we had these three extra rooms like her rent didn't even change like from 1960 yeah, to like <laughs> to like i want to say the 2000s because yeah. we was in there you know what I'm saying the 2000 so like i mean it was crazy like i like i said like as a kid i had like three rooms that i could play in you mm -hmm. know because nobody 
you know, nobody stayed in those rooms. It was just me and my grandmother in a four-bedroom apartment. Mm. And what happened was um, my uncle, you know, he wanted to help out. So, you know, I, I don't know if he didn't want me in the projects anymore, but uh, he got us out the projects and we stayed with him for a little bit. And then my grandmother didn't like it no more because, you know, cause my grandma really want her own thing. You know, she don't want to feel like I'm living with someone else. You know, mm-hmm. even if I am paying, you know, rent, you know, whatever. I don't want to feel like I'm living with my son. So my grandma, I think we stayed with my uncle probably about two years. And oh, then wow. my grandmother moved back to the projects. And when we moved back to the projects, we only had a two bedroom. Mm-hmm. It was her room and my room. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I stayed there with her until, you know, I moved out here to Vegas, like my 10th grade year i stayed out here for like a year and a half then i moved back and that time you know my grandmother stayed in like some older people houses so my cousin i ended up staying with my cousin mm. and i was in the house then like you know it was a trailer but it was a nice trailer they mm. had land and everything so it was cool you know that kind of like opened me up to see like you know a different living and you know living in the projects you know like having mm. cars because you know in the projects we didn't have no car nothing you know so but like when i moved with my cousin we had cars you know, I could drive a car. of course to be honest with you i i honestly thought you know we live well in the projects you mm-hmm. know me and my grandmother until like you know there were situations where like the lights was turned off or mm-hmm. you know the um the heater you know what i'm saying the heater was turned off because i remember like we had to boil water to take a bath like you know have candles on at night you know mm-hmm. to go to sleep yeah it, it got crazy. the house with the oven i remember that yeah it got crazy sometimes yeah. you know but the thing is it's like i wouldn't change it for anything because yeah. like it helped me become a better person and it helped me to see like what i didn't want to be you and know, appreciate and not and they'll appreciate everything mm-hmm. but it's not that i'm saying like i'm better than anybody who lives in the projects no because i've been there i've done that mm-hmm. but for me to experience it at a young age i knew when i got to be an, become an adult you i didn't want to yeah projects. i didn't want to experience that no more in my projects yeah so that came out when you lived in the projects I've been, yeah i was living out there when coco cow dropped that i was in the projects shout out to cuckoo cow i said coco cuckoo yeah, cuckoo cow yeah <laughs> i mean like and like i said like the projects it really did just help you like because you get to see like you know if you have the the right mindset and you take it as a lesson you really get to see a lot of lessons that you don't mm-hmm. want to be a part of you know like because there's nothing hidden in the project i always felt like the project kids had the most fun like i felt kind of sheltered as a kid like damn like when we would go to these projects and cities you know more hood parts of the town you know what i'm saying because i'm almost running the street still but I feel like damn, like I want to live over here because y'all yeah. just y'all got hot Cheetos. Remember when them cakes and was like twenty five cents? Yeah, the projects was. I mean, it was the projects, lit. The projects always <laughs> been lit. You know, it's just like, but it's 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 a it's like I said, it has this culture. You mm-hmm. know, and it's like yeah, that that's why you take the good with the bad. Like I said, like you know, there was always something going on in the projects. Always, yeah. there was always kids to play with in the projects. You know what I'm saying? So like. There was never a dull moment, mm-hmm. like never. Like there was always something going on, whether it's you know going on in my house or my apartment, or it's going on in the apartment or next to me or the apartment in front of me. Like there's always something going on in the projects. Like I promise you, I can't tell you <laughs> a dull moment in the projects. Like it's always something. Like I mean, police stayed over there because mm. it always was cracking. Mm. Yeah, and this was in a small town, so just, I can't even imagine what a project is like in a city. You Sounds know, like a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Man. I love I'll a good you. ghetto time. Every Friday, Saturday night is up. Like even during the mm. week, you know, it's up. Like 
That's that's I just really what it shit. is. <laughs> I do. That's that's the project <laughs> life for you. So this past weekend, you guys, we went to uh, the BET Experience. We teamed up with Too High Radio and did some work out there. Um, we did some interviews for Dope Shit Only. We were out there. How you know? How was the experience, Doctor Key? Like, what was your experience uh, during BET weekend? I mean, BET weekend was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, like, I'm not really like you know just being real. With everybody, I'm not like really like hyped about a lot of things. Like, you know what I'm At saying? At all. So like, Mr. You know, Layback. Yeah, like BET weekend was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the cool part was like at the Two Hot Radio event. You know, to network with a ton yeah. of artists from all over the country was amazing. Um, you know, and to see it, you know, like it wasn't they to me. It I don't because I don't been to like different music, you know, events, music conferences, and all that stuff. I feel like with what they have, it could be a lot better. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But they do have something that's great though. They do have something that's good and it's working for them. But you know, me being you know there and being a participant and seeing how everything flows and how everything was going i definitely seen things that they could do to make it better mm -hmm. definitely absolutely um it was a good experience i just felt like you know it was good to see a lot of artists and their elements a lot of talent out there the fucked up part about it is you know we drove from las vegas to la and to our recollection there was no vegas artists so what you what what do you think about that? Like a Vegas artist not working, they don't know about these uh, spaces that they should be in to get their music out there. Like what you think is going on? You know, coming from somebody who is tapped into the music scene. Um, I mean, like like you said, like uh, Vegas artists because we are in Vegas. You gotta remember that. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like and me, you know, being an artist out of Vegas as well. I kind of feel like we get stuck into like we don't have to go on the road or we don't have to go do these shows, you know, because like it, everything comes here. Like, yeah, it's it's not going to be too hot radio, but some music conference is coming to Vegas and they're going to have, you know, artists perform. So some artists would rather wait. But and I think a lot of them maybe didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like to bridge that gap, that's why I was like dope shit only. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. could be very it's important needed. because, mm -hmm. you know, Dope Shit only can introduce these different opportunities and different platforms to the artists because I'm not selfish. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, like, I feel like if, if you know what I'm saying, the, the city, if someone gets on from the city, everybody wins because it opens up a spotlight, you know, so everybody can see as long as that person doesn't try to dim that spotlight. But um, whoever gets that opportunity, it can open up a spotlight. So, you know, Vegas artists can be seen on a national level or can be seen by mm -hmm. other artists and other producers and other people who work in the music business besides the ones who live here in Vegas or the ones who come here to Vegas. And not that I'm like super tapped into the music scene, but like I know you, you know, like what is your this just popped in my head because we're talking about it. What is your opinion on the, the Vegas music scene because i haven't heard not a peep i mean to be <laughs> honest with you like i really don't have an opinion on mm -hmm. the vegas music scene like because it it's not it's not something that is there a scene though it's not a scene like that's yeah. what i'm saying like it's not established like yeah we have artists here but it was at one point right it's not a, like a culture for mm -hmm. the artists you know where artists are promoting artists artists are pushing other artists it's not like that you know what i'm saying like Yes, I have like a few artists that, you know, I work with and I associate with and I do push them, you know, but it's like as a whole, you know, like we have to understand like that 
we have to work together mm-hmm. we have to use our um our networks our you know um people Con- our, contacts, our contacts yeah to open up the floor for everyone mm-hmm. you know and it's not like that like a lot of people in vegas they just get together and they be like oh we're doing this over here yeah fuck what they doing over it's there. real clickish it's, it's definitely clickish you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so like you even got some producers who won't work with other artists you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like it that's just what it is you know and like i feel like that hold us back and then the crazy thing about it you never know who's going to make it yeah. you know so it's like you could be limit yourself mm-hmm. an opportunity because you're choosing not to mess with these people or your voice and that you don't mess with these people and these people could be the ones who are tapped in mm-hmm. yeah real like crab in a bucket mentality you think yeah it's like crab in a bucket it's just like i don't know if someone i don't care who makes it first but mm-hmm. you know other artists may feel like you know i gotta be the first one to make it so mm-hmm. if i'm not the first one to make it i don't care what nobody else got going on mm-hmm. and that's fucked up well a lot of cities is like that but they say memphis is like that but that's crazy. it's people that's on in Memphis. It's people that's popping on maybe not a a scale of a Glorilla, but it's, it's Memphis artists that, you know, have some buzz, you know, nationally. Yeah. But they say Memphis is like one of them cities that like, fuck, like Memphis don't fuck with Memphis. And that's crazy because like the thing is Memphis, like any city that has, I would say any city that has like four or five major artists mm-hmm. or artists that are assigned to indie or to, to labels, like you pretty much have like a pipeline yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's like you know it's like kind of like a recruit you got eyes on on that, city. on that city like yeah it's like it's even like you know college football recruiting like if if you know if the university of vegas is going to la to recruit players it's going to open up eyes of those other players mm-hmm. like damn you know i can go to unlv too you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like so it, it it helps the artists because now they know it's like it's possible for me yeah because i know that they did this for this person like they signed this person so hey i can have an opportunity to sign with mm-hmm. them you know but vegas don't they don't have that and you know the industry gonna like you know just how atlanta atlanta's always gonna be that staple but when atlanta first got on and it was nothing but music coming from atlanta these a and r's and these labels they go to atlanta that's like we want the atlanta sound so it's artist. just crazy right. like that's crazy to me that vegas doesn't have like that one person or those couple people that like just put on for the city and just like open up the floodgates to to the masses you know Mm-mm. it don't work that it's way fucked up. no like we got artists that you know they can throw a show and people show up you know what i'm saying but a lot of people who are going to show up is like people that they they fuck with on Facebook or fuck yeah. with them on Facebook or clicked up. It's not like, you know, real support. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if that artist had like CDs or merch, you know, and and they were to sell it, you know, and now if they could sell all that out, then that's support. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm sure ain't no artist selling out of CDs and merch in Vegas. That's you know? crazy. Right. There's there's a lot of talent here, I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's plenty that's of talent. That's not in Vegas. getting the, the light that it needs. But yeah. You know, maybe somewhere in the near future somebody can make a change right it'll happen one day hopefully yeah. and, you know cause, i mean they're getting tired of these other cities so they, they'll try to go find it's just going to take their right a and r who's going to be like you know what i'm going to go see what vegas scenes about i'm going to sign mm-hmm. i want to sign major and make artists major from vegas mm-hmm. and once that a and r does that it'll, it'll open up you know the floodgates i think vegas. maybe one of the pr- issues is and that's just me from out on the outside looking in as a non-artist is that um Vegas hasn't developed its own uniqueness 
It can't. Like, like, but you go, you know, you, you said it can't. Because, uh-uh, like, to be honest with you, a lot of people are not from Vegas that but are trying to do Vegas are. music. No, like, but I'm just being honest with mm-hmm. you. Like, and then those who are trying to do Vegas music, you got to remember, we want to do what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, not to say we're trying to copy and that's them, the problem, though. But we're trying to make it better than them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's... I t- I'm, I listen to Vegas artists, mm-hmm. and I can't say there's one artist where I will say, like, if I heard them, like, you know, on a national radio or whatever, I wouldn't know they was from Vegas unless they were saying it, mm-hmm. you know, because, like I said, everybody here sounds like, you know. Everybody else. Everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, and not to, you know, just... Be, I, not, I don't have a biased opinion I, maybe I do but I really feel like when you was doing music that that was the uniqueness because you you intentionally didn't listen to other artists because you didn't want to unintentionally sound like somebody else Right. so you had your own unique sound you had a singer and y'all really made music in a sound that I've never heard before you know what I'm saying Right. so it, and everybody, like, even you would say, like, it was just all about battle rap. Yeah, at that time. And then you started making music, songs, songs yeah, you know, real songs with a melody and a hook and mm-hmm. really talking about some shit. And I just feel like, I don't know, like, it just lost. I don't listen to Vegas artists personally, but you as, you know, my husband, but, you know, that's, you had a uniqueness. You still have a uniqueness, you know? Right. But even with that, like, I'm not from here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like. I still sound like, you know, I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so like, you know. But you talk of, about your your experience in Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely talk about my experience in Vegas and like even my experience on the West Coast. Like, I honestly feel like, you know, just being, you know, you know, on myself and like, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have worked out, you know, with my artist, my artistry better if I was like in Atlanta mm-hmm. or, you know, Atlanta, Tennessee, right? Any of those areas, because like I, I sound like that. that's mm-hmm. why I can go down there and perform, yeah, and people fuck with it, yeah, because like I'm even from LA. down south, people yeah, fuck with you in LA, in LA, like because I'm, I'm down, I'm from down south, but you know, like people in Vegas, you know, it's like you even heard that you sound like you're from the Bay, like you yeah, know, your yeah, your music has yeah. a Bay feel to it, to it, but you know, because like the Bay, some the Bay sometimes it sounds like the south, south a little bit mm-hmm. but they're like they're more it seemed like sound like they're more like i'm not saying they're smarter but they're more in you know intellect you know intellectual because the way they talk you know because their their words are not kind of dragged out like ours their beats though the mm-hmm. beats are hitting like our beats in the south but the way that they're spitting is more clear you know because like they're they're announcing they're, they're pronouncing enunciating their words. <laughs> their words, yeah. a lot of us in the south we don't do that because you know we didn't have that. We didn't mm-hmm. have the correct pronunciation mm-hmm. of words. We, Music. We, we say what we hear. You know, that's how we learn how to talk. I know that's how I learned how to talk. Nobody sat me down and said, hey, this is the correct way to say this. So do you think that getting your music, getting gaining a fan base in Las Vegas was more difficult because you're not born and bred in Vegas? And they like, well, if you're not from, you're not from the West Side. They're like, we're not fucking with it like that. Do you feel that honestly? Yeah, like I, I, I honestly feel that. Like I do hmm. feel that. But like when I was throwing parties, you know what I'm saying? It was easier because, you know, like 
everybody want to come to our party, so you know they naturally want to fuck with the music. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause I come to your parties, I hear this music at your parties. But outside of the parties, I'm not like in the local scene. Like you know, I'm not on the west side. I'm not in Northtown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not kicking it on the block. None of that. Like you know, I always was an artist, and after you know, after the music, I'm going to work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like um, if I wanted to be a bigger artist in Vegas, I have to go to these places like yeah. i have to go support these other artists mm-hmm. and you know i didn't i didn't at the time i didn't feel like i had to do that because that wasn't vegas wasn't even my my ideal market mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you wasn't like, trying to market to vegas no, you were just I'm in vegas to, i'm just in vegas yeah. like i'm trying to market to the world yeah <laughs> like, i want to travel i want to yeah. be able to go places i think that's what it takes though no that's the kind of mindset you have yeah. but the only thing with that is like money like you know what i'm saying like because you got a budget got a budget mm-hmm. like because like the you know i like to live good i don't like to go without you know and that's that's one of my issues like i don't want to sacrifice mm-hmm. you know like artists sacrifice yeah. like people live in their car sleep on a nigga like, couch yeah sleep on a couch because they gotta save all their dimes but even motherfuckers that sleep on a nigga couch like you still ain't where <laughs> i mean everybody don't make the right sacrifice yeah but you know what i'm saying but that's part of it like you really have to sacrifice because music costs a lot of money like beats cost uh, mixing costs, uh, yeah. recording costs, like uh, um, branding costs. You know what I'm saying? Like everything costs. There's nothing free in mm-hmm. music. Like nothing is free. Like there's nothing I got for free doing music. Nothing. Like, everything I. And they're gonna try to I take paid. from you before yeah. they try to give you something. And I understand. Like it's it's a it's all a grind. It's all a mm-hmm. grind and a hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it turned into a scam. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, because you got, you got certain, certain situations situation definitely scam, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that that right there dims your light because yeah. it makes you feel like put damn, a bad why do I want to even do this? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to put my my feet forward, I'm trying to do my, shoot it, and you're trying to take right. my little and y'all money to take that I my got. Little coins. Yeah. Like, you telling me you can do this, you can do that. In reality, you can't. Like mm. that that was like the first time I seen scammers was in this music business. Like people mm. were scamming left and right. Yeah. Like the good thing is PayPal, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's promise you they go do something on on PayPal and they don't do it. You can always, you know what I'm saying, get dispute it back. and get your money back. Now when you money grab that shit, that's a mistake I made. Yeah. I still wanna beat her up. I'm gonna beat her up. But yeah, I definitely lost money in them, you know, doing this. Like I definitely lost money. Even to the point like going to do certain shows. Like you know, there's the slot cost because you know it's a major, you major artist there. To get there. But if you don't pick the right slot, who the fuck gonna know you was there? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? So you, it's it's all strategic. It's all about how you move, mm-hmm. and you really have to be smart with your coins because unless mm-hmm. you got unlimited coins, you got a sponsor or some. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, the floodgates can open. Like if I had more money. We definitely will be having this discussion right now. Yeah. If I have more money for marketing, more money to travel, and more money to network with the right people, I definitely will be on right now. Like, yeah. you know, that's not a doubt in my mind. And like, once you, once you do get in that that lane, you know what I'm saying, where music is all you doing, mm. that's when you can become great. But you can't half step it. I can't be like, oh, I'm I'm a fifty percent worker. You know what I'm saying? I got to have this job. I got to pay these bills. And then in my free time is when I can work on music. No, music has to be the main thing and only thing that you work on because that way Mm. you're going to do everything it's going to take for it to happen. That's tough. And I never put myself in that situation. That's tough. Mm -hmm. Mm. So with us being in L.A., did you see 
I know we saw talent, but you know, it's kind of the, where we had a conversation about, you know, artists coming out there and some of them shouldn't have been there. Truth be told, you know, but who are you to say, how, who are you to shit on somebody's dream and say, you know, why did you take that flight from yes. Illinois to come to LA? Right. That's you the, know, you that's can't. the hard part, you know. You can't. Like, you can't. The only thing is you can be honest with someone. Because the thing is this, man. With music, it's opinionated. Everything is opinion. Mm. So just some, just because something sucks to you could mean somebody else love it. Yeah. So you can't be that way. Like, you just tell them how you feel about it, you know. But, hey, shit, keep doing your thing. Like, you know, yeah, if you got going. people who love it, keep pushing. Like. Yeah. It's not like, oh, motherfucker, you can pack your shit and go. Don't ever well, come back. <laughs> music is 80% grind. You know, it 20% is, like, talent. Because look at what, what's what's mainstream. Look at what's on the radio. Yeah. And we even think some of that shit is horrible. It's trash. Yeah. So it's just like, it's very opinionated. <laughs> but somebody like it because they keep playing that's, that shit. That's, that's it. Yeah. Oh, the, the grind. Shit. You got to be get in front of as many people. And get in as many people fucking phones and ears yeah, as possible. Because the thing is... It's a numbers game. Yeah, definitely a numbers game. Because, like, with music, people cannot like your music. But if they like you, mm -hmm. we fuck with your music. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll play it. You know, we'll play it for for a radio station That's the fucked up part as an artist. Because if you just want to be an artist, I just want to put my music out. I don't want you to know what I ate for breakfast yesterday. But we're so, we're in a nosy society. Like, in order for me to fuck with your music and what you're doing, I have to know what you're doing, you know what I'm saying, what you ate for breakfast yeah. and your vlog and, you know what I'm saying, what you up to today. It's just not about the music. It's just crazy. It's, it's kind of fucked. Yeah, definitely fucked. <laughs> it's definitely fucked, man. But, you know, you just can't, like, as an artist, you just can't let it stop you, man. Absolutely. You got to keep pushing. Right on. Stay focused and have some goals. Like, your goals mm -hmm. will keep you aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no hip-hop album or song has hit number one in 2023. This is the first in 30 years. Last year, we had songs like Super Gremlin by Kodak. Nicki Minaj featuring Little Baby. Do we have a problem? Big Energy by Lotto. Those were pretty big songs. Like, honestly, like this year, like, I understand <laughs> what you think about Dr. Key about no number one. Man, I mean, like, I really, I don't, I like to be honest with you, some of those songs, like, the only song that I remember from last year was like, the to be honest with you, is Big Energy. You don't, don't remember Super Gremlin? No, I don't remember Super Gremlin. I don't remember. They was playing Naked it all Future. on the on the cruise. And little baby, you was singing like, Super Gremlin. No, I mean I, I don't <laughs> like I, I can't tell you what Kodak what Kodak Black song that is. Like I'm like really out the loop, you know, as far as that. But like this year, like I feel like, um, shit. This year went by hella fast too, though. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's going by. It's fast. going by fast, but like. I guess, like, I mean, I can't tell. Like, y'all playing this shit all the time. Like, I know. It but is it no hip hop? Has hip hop as a culture lost its way? Ah, uh, shit. Um, I honestly. Because it's a lot of TikTok. It's a lot of algorithms. It's a lot of trendy. It's not really hard hitting music like hits like songs like when you hear it like that's some motherfucking hit it's undeniable yeah i guess you know i guess there ain't been nothing out like that because like i can't even tell you 
a song right now that I feel like, you know, should have been a top song or a top hit. I can't tell you one song from hip hop hmm. right now. I, I can't. Like, and, you know, I guess that could be bad, but I really don't even listen to hip hop like you that. Don't. You know, either. I like, do. But, you know, like, I'm ahead. I can't tell you one song that I feel like should have been a top hit. Like, and I listen to a lot of underground hip hop. I don't listen to, like, a lot of mainstream artists. Mm-hmm. But underground hip hop, like, people who are, you know, touring, doing their shows, like, I follow a lot of the people that y'all probably don't even know about or don't don't hear okay. about. Okay. So who's on your playlist right now? Uh, I like Larry June. You know, I like Key Glock. Uh, I even like Griselda. You know, I like some of Griselda stuff. I like mm-hmm. uh, Cassidy. Um, I like, um, uh, damn, what's my boy? The Currency. Um, I mean, uh, it's a lot of people like, mm-hmm. um, damn, you gonna make me pull my playlist up. <laughs> pull it up. It's a lot of people, man. It's just like, you know, um, Big Moochie Grape. Uh, I've never heard of him until you um, yeah, he from Memphis. put him on. Uh, um, Don Tolliver. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably with Don Tolliver. Toxic. Yeah. Uh, you gotta say toxic. Uh, Jay Worthy. You know, I like Jay Worthy. P Rico. P. Rico a, lot of, a lot of pimp. Um, a lot of pimping in your playlist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. Like, I, I like the beats. The beats they, they rap <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? They, they hard. Uh, but that's about, about Snoopy Bands. He from Memphis, too. It's like Young Dolph with Cousin. Uh, Dolph, you know, Dolph did drop a uh, post, whatever they call them albums when, you know, a person died. Prometheus. But, yeah, I listen to Dolph. I still listen to Dolph. That's why I follow Key Glock. Uh, that's about it. Like, I don't really listen to, like, a lot. You know what I'm saying? There's some other artists I listen to, but I can't think of their names right now. Because sometimes what I'll do is I'll let one one artist's music play. And then sometimes, you know, it'll open up to, like, other artists playing in and on their they, they radio. So I'll catch some other artists. Like, it's a few Memphis artists that I listen to that I just can't name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you know, I like Money Man. Um, you still like Money Man? Yeah, I still fuck with Money Man. Mm-hmm. Um that's it. Like I'm, I started listening to some of the Detroit rappers, but like a lot of some, a lot of Detroit rappers to me, they sound the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like was it Sada Baby? Like it's not Sada Baby. Uh, he ain't from Detroit. Yeah, Sada Baby from Detroit, but that's not one of them. Um, there's some other artists. Like I do like what's the name though? Um, from Detroit. Uh, damn, what's dog name? Cause he'd be on the songs with Larry June. Um, he was that. He was in that group that Jeezy signed from Detroit. I forgot his name though. Now, damn. It's hot. I forgot dog name. Um, damn, what is dog name? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But he he on a couple of songs with uh Larry June. Mm. Payroll, I fuck with payroll. Payroll is cool. He's from Detroit too. But uh, other than that, yeah, cause I like I like smooth rappers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know my wife said they pimping, but you know, like smooth rappers. They talk about getting money. They talk about creating opportunities. And they talk about women, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's kind of like how my music was, you know? Like, so, you know, I kind of, you know, listen to what I gravitate to. I don't really like, you know, dumb shit talking about killing motherfuckers. Game bang. Game bang. <laughs> no, that shit, but. I still listen to old ass music. I listen to a lot of 90s R&B. I fuck with a lot of. You definitely listen to old music. I do. 
I have an old soul, especially like a night, like I'm a nineties girl to the core, but anyway, um, I don't listen to a lot of female artists that's out right now, but I'm definitely, I stand in solidarity, solidarity with the female artists that's out right now. I love to see it. So, amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. You gotta ride with the girls. I do. I'm fucking with the women right now. We kind of, you know, running this shit, even though we ain't top, you know, got on number ones, but. But but the women are 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 doing their thing. So you know what if you had a say so, like what changes would you make in hip hop right now to like okay we need a hit we need a number one Mm. like what are we doing different? I wouldn't change a thing. You gonna let it run its course? Let it run its course. Ride it to the fucking ground. Ride to the ground. Cause the thing is this like when you stuff less stuff ride its course it'll come back. Somebody go figure it out. I mean, we haven't had a Kendrick or J. Cole. All right. They're going to come, though. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, they, a Drake they may, album they in may a hot come second. this year. It's just not right now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, we'll let y'all have the beginning of the year. You know, it's only, what, the seven, six, seven, seven month of the year? And y'all it's like second quarter, the, though. Yeah, y'all already talking about no number ones. Like, we still got yeah, two quarters. All left. gear? Yeah, it's two quarters. We're left. in July. We just ended Black Music Month. Shout out to Black Music Month. Right. That's major. Juvenile ended Black Music Month with his tiny desk. We watched it, and I got my whole motherfucking life, okay? It was a concert in the living room. (laughs) Dr. Key is too cool, but did you enjoy it? Yeah, definitely enjoy Gucci, man. I grew up on Gucci. I mean, Gucci, Gucci. man. I grew up on Juvenile, so I definitely enjoyed Juvenile. My bad. That was something I didn't know I needed. Like, I I didn't know I needed uh, acoustic version of Bag That Ass Up. Yeah, sounded nice. Real nice. Yeah. And it was just, it was dope to see. I'm always happy to see black people, in particular black men, in happy spaces mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoying themselves and being happy. Like real black joy. Like that shit just warms my heart to see black men laughing, having a good time, enjoying themselves, being their true, authentic selves. Like, that's dope to me. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. You know one thing, though? What? You didn't say what was on your playlist right now. What you got on your playlist? Oh, I said I'm listening to a lot of old shit, a lot of uh, 90s. 90s R&B. You know, I'm still listening to Aaliyah. I listen to Lil Baby. Like, Lil Baby's like one of my, like, top five artists. I listen to OJZ all the time. Um, All the time. Dr. Key just tapped into Jay-Z. He's like, he was like, recite. Like, and the music on like it's new to me like i am a real like jay-z i've been in jay-z jay-z just got me a little bit off like after you know he said a few things i didn't like you know what i'm saying but but I now you back i understand what it was for at yeah. the time i didn't i just yeah. like why is he saying this but yeah. you know i understand now it's all good so i'm listening to like you know you know just put on erica badu earlier it was in my badu-ism bag uh-huh. in my scissor bag it just depends like i like all types of music but i'm a real real hip-hop head y'all like there's not a hip-hop i'm not gonna say that uh-huh. but i'm a hip-hop head for real yeah you are for real you learned that when we watched the bet awards mm-hmm. were you shocked no i knew it you knew it yeah but my excitement did it scare you not at all you know, because it made me so happy. It was a real ghetto experience. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like, I love ghetto shit. And I loved it. I love the merge of 
the two worlds, mm -hmm. the young and the older, mm -hmm. you know, that paved the way. And I just feel like they had to pay tribute. It was a, um, a 50 year tribute to hip hop. I feel like they had to because everything's fucking remade. Everything's mm -hmm. remixed. Yeah, a lot of the songs that they so, <laughs> they did back then, they redoing them now. They redoing them now. Mm -hmm. And just to go, touch on another thing, y'all, we was driving to LA. We did get, me and Dr. Key got into a lightweight argument and <laughs> that's how you know like we really been together for a long fucking time because do y'all know he told me that my breath smell like shit in the morning <laughs> he told me my breath smell like shit i told you look it smelled like you got a bad tooth no he told me before my breath smell like some shit it sometimes does mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> but i love you nope my breath doesn't tell i'm not a big shit talker that's you it's the S H Y T shit. Okay. Not S H I T. Okay. But yeah, he really told my breast one like shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it do. It do? Sometimes. Your breast one like shit too sometimes. I know. Yeah. Cool. What Larry Jr. said. Check that back. Yeah, check that back too. <laughs> Don't check me. Check that back too. Check that back too. Check that credit. Yeah. So, what does music mean to you, Dr. Key? I mean, music is everything. Like, elaborate. Paint the picture for the congregation. Music is life. Without music, there would be no life. Like, everybody's life has a soundtrack. There's a song that you can go to or go to a point in your life to where you was going through something and a song mm. helped you get through or help you find understanding or enlightenment mm -hmm. so yeah definitely music is everything to me i'd rather listen to music than i see me really mm -hmm. huh i just don't want to listen to bullshit i'd rather listen to what i want to hear <laughs> than what anybody else want to hear so you don't definitely. like my music choice you don't like my musical palette no i mean it's 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 for acquired taste like it's you know it's not for me like 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 you said little baby is your top five rapper all right we're gonna play a little game this or that we're gonna start with hold on hold on let me find it let me find it it's a hip-hop game nwa or mob deep nwa little kim or foxy uh look kim mm -hmm. i know you can't pick rattle rap city or 106 in part <laughs> 106 yeah, I'm going to rap city. Manny Fresh or Dr. Dre? Manny Fresh. Fresh. Dr. Dre. But Manny Fresh in my top five. Snoop or Little Chris? Snoop. Snoop, yep. I'm with you. Jeezy or T.I.? Jeezy. Jeezy? I'm with Jeezy too. Snowman. Project Pat or Zero? That was for you. Project Pat. But I've had to pick. For sure. Project I can Pat. list the whole Project Pat album. Yeah. So, moral of the story. What's the moral of the story, Dr. Key? Um... I would say, you know what I'm saying, be good to you so you can be good to others. And like Auntie Mimi said, don't quit. Don't stop. Keep pushing. Reinvent yourself. Come back out. Just mm. don't give up. Don't stop. You put a remix on it. Yeah. Um, just to piggyback off of what Dr. Key said, don't fucking stop. You could pause. You could take a pivot, but don't motherfucking stop. There's somebody watching you. There's somebody who's inspired by you. It's just not cool to let you know that they watching you, where they tapped into what you're doing. But don't motherfucking stop because you on your way to the top, baby. You did. Yeah. 
Let's do it. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Can You Hear Me Now? Can You Hear Me Now? Let's keep the conversation going with your favorite co-host. I'm Auntie Mimi. And I'm Dr. Key. And remember to always be good to yourself. So you can be good to others. And one another. Amen. Until <laughs> next time, congregation. Yeti. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
can turn on a, there's a song to match your mood and i just love that i love that black people can express themselves in different ways you know 